It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. Podcasts. Joining us right now, you can catch him on Go Birds every Saturday from 1 to 3. And of course, his appearances all throughout the week right here on 94 WIP and the Go Birds podcast with James Seltzer, Elliot Shore Parks. Elliot, let's start with this, man. Um, you heard that from Nick Bosa. That's a that's not a talking head. That's somebody who was on the field last week discussing uh, Jalen Hurts and his, his proclivity to look uh, at the rush instead of keeping his eyes downfield. What's your reaction to that? Yeah, I think it's concerning. Uh, you look, if it was, you know, a, a media member, a national guy, maybe you go, okay, this is just what they've seen in a little bit of tape they've watched. But uh, Bosa played against him on Sunday, and we all saw that it worked. I mean, Jalen was in the pocket quite a bit, holding on to the ball. But I think what's, what's interesting about the criticism is, obviously, it's, it's meant at Jalen, and Jalen is part of that. But I think it's really a criticism of the, the Eagles' whole offense, right? If, if you listen to what he's saying, he's basically saying, and, and the article where he talked, where uh where it was quoted, the author kind of said the 49ers felt Jalen made one read, and if it wasn't there, he kind of took off. Well, part of that is, is on the offense, too. This year, if you look at the, the stats, Jalen is throwing into some of the tightest windows in the NFL. So guys are not mm. open in this Eagles offense. He's not throwing to wide-open receivers. So I think what Bose is kind of saying is, you know, Jalen looks for that first guy. He'll try it, but if it's not there, he's going to run, and they're willing just to let him sit back there and not give him running lanes. Um there's any positive of it it's at least eagles have seen the blueprint now so now it's on the coaching staff to kind of figure out what to do but yeah i, th- I thought it was a concerning quote for sure all right i want you to hear this one too i'm gonna play one more cut for you and this is a talking head but not a player that he went against but in terms of guys potentially being open here is greg cosell this is from nfl live or nfl wire with doug farr this is what he had to say regarding hurts i think this year he's not been as good and he's been doing that more and more um, he's leaving a lot of throws on the field. I mean, they, they've had some really good designs with the receivers open. He's not turning it loose. Um, either he's not seeing it uh, the right way, he's not processing it, it's not registering it, but there have been throws to have been made in a number of games recently, and Jalen Hurts is is not he's not turning it loose. He's not seeing it. Um, and I found Bosa's comments fascinating because I thought that watching the tape for a number of weeks that he is 
clearly leaving the pocket prematurely, clearly. And normally that happens. You know, you perceive pressure that's not really there by NFL standards, and he does tend to drop his eyes. And basically, Nick Bosa just validated that point because the film showed they knew that going into the game. His comment wasn't made off the cuff. They, they did that intentionally because they saw that going into the game that he drops his eyes. All right, Elliot, your thoughts on that? Yeah, so, I mean, look, Greg Cosell, obviously, ton of football knowledge, and I believe what he's saying. Now, Nick Sirianni did talk about yesterday, uh, it was, it was, sorry, it was Wednesday, he was asked about kind of open receivers and, uh, you know, if Jalen's missing them. He did say on some of these plays, like, they're not in the read, so while, while we might watch this, they look open. Mm-hmm. Jalen is not coached to look at them. Like, there have been times the tight ends have been open, uh, and, you know, you say, why mm-hmm. is he throwing it to him? Well, he's not coached to, to look that way, right? So, so. That, that is partially on the coaching staff and Jalen. But to the overall point of it, like, yeah, I don't think Jalen has been that good in the pocket this year. I thought early on against the Niners this past Sunday, he had excellent protection for the first quarter, and we saw they were able to move the ball. But there were times where he, he had a clean pocket, and I thought he even either moved into pressure or he went out to the sideline too quickly and kind of left a clean pocket there that he could have kept working in. So if you look at the stats this year, Jalen is holding onto the ball more than any other quarterback in the NFL. And it's the part, what is that, what that has led to is pass protection problems. Jalen is one of the most sacked quarterbacks in the NFL. And if you look at the teams around him in terms of sacks given up by an offense, not many of them are playoff teams. I mean, really, I think it was only the Texans that were around him. So, yeah, I mean, the Eagles have problems, I think, from a pass protection standpoint. That's on Jalen, the coaching staff, and the offensive line. Can other teams do what San Francisco just did? Like, yeah, Nick Bosa says it's a blueprint. Is it really rep- like replicable by lesser teams? Yeah. So the Niners have a ton of talent on defense. Right? I mean, they, they have a ton of talent in their front four, which most teams don't have. They have very athletic linebackers, obviously, in Fred Warner. So if they wanted to try to spy Jalen, if they wanted to kind of close rushing lanes with them, like they can do that. Yeah. So I don't think it's completely replicable. But I do think what he's spoken to is a problem that, like, it almost doesn't matter what the personnel is. Like, if Jalen's feeling pressure that's not there, and if Jalen is, you know, looking at one read and then moving on, or if Jalen is, you know, just looking to run, like, I don't know how much that matters from a defensive personnel standpoint. But where I think this goes to back, you know, back to it is the coaching staff, too. Like, the, the coaching staff has to give him answers. We've been talking about right. this, and I know you've been big on this, Richie, for the past two years. Like, it feels like when there is a blitz coming at Jalen, he does not have many options. Like there's no quick reads there or there's no check down option. And it's basically, at least from, from my eyes watching it, like, okay, figure it out, Jalen, and run. So I, yeah. I think part, part of this is on the coaching staff as well, that if this is the blueprint, right, if Nick Bosa said this is the blueprint, this is how we're going to stop Jalen, well, Jalen has to improve. But, but the coaching staff, Brian Johnson, Nick Sirianni, have to also counteract this blueprint. Absolutely. And, and I certainly expect it. I, I expect to see – an answer this week. I expect to see our Eagles look like they're the the, the peak version of themselves. But let's uh, sorry, that's my expectations don't matter. <laughs> Elliot Shaq Leonard, uh, Shaq Leonard, what can he realistically be expected to give us this week? And Zach Cunningham, uh, he yeah. claims that's he's huge. Coming by back. the way, that's huge news. Yeah, our it's under the radar a little bit. Feeling a, yeah. a lot more confident. Uh, in Cunningham's our linebackers. big. Yeah, so Shaq Leonard is obviously the name people are going to be more excited to see. Uh, he was out of practice yesterday. Um, you can't – I mean, look, we don't get to watch team, but sometimes you can tell from individual drills, like 
what the depth chart's looking like. And it still looks like Zach Cunningham and Nicholas Moreau, they were lining up ahead of Shaq Leonard in individual drills, which mm-hmm. can be an indication of where they're at. That could certainly change by Sunday with Shaq Leonard's first day, you know, in full, in, with a helmet on with the team. They had just had walked through the day before. So I do think you'll see Shaq Leonard out there on Sunday. But the bigger deal is Zach Cunningham. I, I know the linebacker struggled uh, against San Francisco, and Zach Cunningham wasn't out there. But I think, on a whole, the linebackers have been better than they're given credit for this year. Moreau has been a playmaker in the backfield. Zach Cunningham has been good uh, against the pass and in coverage. So I, I think the panic about the linebackers, I understand it coming off of that game. But when you have Debo Samuel, Samuel and Christian McCaffrey, like mm-hmm. th- there's no linebackers out there that can really cover them. There's a reason there's such right. matchup problems every week. So I do think Zach Cunningham coming back will really help this defense, especially against a Cowboys team that doesn't have similar weapons to the 49ers. And then for Shaq Leonard, you'll probably see him out there on a few second downs. I'll be interested to see how much they drop him back in zone coverage because he's new, new in the defense. But my guess is he, you, you will definitely see him take some snaps, but I, I'm less confident he'll be taking like 100% of the snaps like most new players have. Hey, everyone, this is Brett Boone. Would you know it? I've got a podcast going strong in our fourth year. Tune in as I sit down with my friends, some of the biggest names in sports, media, entertainment, for a lot of fun and in-depth conversations. As you know, baseball's been my life. It's been in the family for a long time, but it's a lot more than that here. It's sort of like taking a ride in a golf cart around a beautiful track. Join me every week for multiple episodes on the Brett Boone Podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Elliot, there's been a lot of debate. The last John's clearly on the side of run the ball more. You know, this is you look at with the success earlier, uh, and this is the way you go. I, I saw a lot of the people who cover the team sort of push back on that. My God, they got upset about yeah, it. Yeah, the last couple yeah. of days. Um, so, you know, let's let's see where you're at on this thing. Uh, do they need to run the ball more in your estimation, or run the ball better, or how, where do you fall on this? Well, let me first say, as a beat writer of the people, I support the run the ball sign. <laughs> yes. Were you I the one the giving the them coffee, Elliot, or was it Nick? <laughs> You're not going to catch me saying it's dumb that they're out there with the sign because this team does need to run the ball better, right? And who knows? Maybe that's what the sign meant. He wasn't going to put a paragraph on the sign. But it was, uh, the, the, the emphasis or the point of the sign is correct. This team is not running the ball well. I don't care how often they're running it. They're not running the ball well. They're not an effective running team. So the people with the sign were absolutely correct out there. And you can see it in this offense. Like, when they're unable to run the ball, it hurts them in so many ways. A, teams aren't afraid to put just two back, and that also goes back to Jalen just not having wide-open throws and Jalen throwing into tight windows. So that's part of it. But also, I mean, there's been times this year where they've tried to ice away games and they've been unable to run the ball. So why aren't they able to run the ball? I think it's a, a couple of things. One, their running backs are not as good as their running backs were last year. Swift, I think, has a higher ceiling than Miles Sanders. But Miles Sanders was more consistent than DeAndre Swift. So I think that's part of it. The other part of it is I think they miss Isaac Sayamalo. I think last year this live had excellent communication, had a ton of reps together. This year they've been much more in and out. Wayne's not playing, Cam missed time, all those things. So I think that's part of it. But I also think because Jalen's not as much of a running threat, they're seeing different looks. So I support the run the ball sign. They have to run it better, and I think it's it's key for them going into the playoffs. So I saw – this week on the injury report, Elliot, the first time we saw resting player. Uh, last year we saw a lot of that at the end of the year, a yeah. lot of the older guys. This year, Darius Slay was the first resting player that, that I've seen. But he's also got knee on yeah. the report. 
and that he was limited in practice. What's going on with Slay's knee, and, and how long has this been a problem? Yeah, so he was not out there at practice yesterday, which I think is kind of interesting. He wasn't out there mm. during the media portion. Normally you only see injured players out there. Like Goddard has been out there. There's been times Fletcher hasn't practiced, and he's out at practice during the part that's open to the media. I did not see Slay yesterday uh, during that portion, so I thought that was a little interesting. Mm. Um, today's a big day. Uh, a lot of times so far this season, when the Eagles have an injured player, you'll see them not practice, not practice, and then go full on Friday. So today's a big injury report uh, for Darius Slay. And I would just say to the, you know, the, the fans that maybe don't think Slay is as good as he is, wait until they don't have him out there on Sunday. Like, if he can't play, I think that's a major, major loss to this defense because CeeDee Lamb is enough of a problem, and I think having Bradley Roby back will help compared to the last time they played. But Josh Job has not been good when they put him out there on the outside. And the, the Cowboys have Brandon Cooks. They have, and they have other receivers that can make plays, especially down the field. So – you know, if Slay can't play, a defense that's already probably going to give up in the 30s, it could get even uglier. Elliot, that's a good segue. I mean, they're they're from a defensive standpoint, they're the worst team in the league third down efficiency. They yeah. are, uh, you know, at the near the bottom um, in third down conversions. They are 22nd in points. They're 31st in touchdown passes allowed. 30th against the pass. We could go on and on and on. To think there's a miracle cure here, I think, is a little bit foolish. Are they just going to have to outshoot teams from here on out, in your estimation? So I was going to make a Jonathan Gannon joke to Rhea, but maybe I'll, I'll hold back on that. <laughs> Rhea's not on the can wagon? Come on, Rhea. Oh, I hate him. The card yeah. week. But here's what I'll say in Sean Desai's defense. And the defense is a problem. They have to play better. But we talk so often about the schedule and how tough this gauntlet is and how tired they are. We don't take into consideration that like they're playing a ton of really good offenses right in a row. So I think last year, if this, if that defense, which we all agree was better, would have played the schedule, they would not have been as hot up as they are. So so I think that's part of it. Like they've played great quarterbacks, but the other part of it to to you know those stats is like they can't get off the field, and that's going to be a major problem this week against Dallas. Dallas is one of I believe they're number two in the league on third uh, third down offense. They're really good at sustaining drives. Dak gets rid of the ball really quickly. So, you know, from a defensive perspective, there's probably not a worse opponent, either any stadium, any team, any quarterback, than Dak Prescott in Dallas that they could go into. Like, they have matchup problems, and I think what Dallas is really good at is specifically what the Eagles are very bad at. How was Seattle, like, able to put 35 on them? Or 31, I'm sorry. Was it 35, 31? Yeah. yeah, 31. DK Metcalf. Yeah. They went after Is Deron Bland. They He's did, got all uh, those interceptions. Teams but have they been going after him. him the past couple yeah. of weeks. Yeah. But so I was going to say, Deron Bland, as much as, and you know, it's funny, you mentioned how many points the Cowboys average, and obviously the offense scores the majority of those, but the defense puts up points too. I think they have six touchdowns this year on not on the offense. He, he has five. Yeah. Bland himself does. <laughs> yeah. He yeah. has five of them. So he's somebody, he's a lot of, he's a lot like Diggs actually in the way that he will make plays, but you can also really go after him. And I think why Seattle was able to move the ball against Dallas is they also have great receivers. They have DK, uh, you know, they, they have great, they have great receivers there. And I think that the Eagles from a personnel standpoint probably have better receivers in Seattle or, or at least one of those teams that can match with them. So I think with Bland, it's going to come down to two things. A, I think they'll, they should attack him. I think he's somebody that Devontae or AJ could really beat. But it's also going to be on Jalen because as we've seen and we just talked about, like Dallas is very, very good at creating turnovers. So I think that AJ and Devontae can win that matchup, but it's on Jalen on putting the ball in a place where only they can get it and Bland can't jump on the route. Elliot, who wins this game? I think the Cowboys win this game. Uh, I think that 
I, I agree. I, I will say, what are you being, doing, guys? <laughs> being down at the Novacare this week, I, I do sense a team that is definitely feeling like they want to go out there and make a statement. Um, I think they hear yeah. the fact about, you know, the criticism. And that, that has me swaying a little bit. I think if they were playing any other team in any other situation, I would pick them because I do believe in their ability to bounce back. But, man, this Dallas, I've been, at, I've been in this stadium too many times to watch a defense get absolutely torched. I just don't think they'll win a shootout against this team. So I, I am going to pick the Cowboys. I think it'll be mm. high scoring, maybe 37-31, 37-34, or something like that. But I just think it's, it's too tough of a situation. And, Elliot, you're headed down there with – tell us, tell us who the crew is that you're going down with. Yeah, so I'm about, about to head out in a few minutes. Uh, James Seltzer, who I will say, of all the people at the station to hate Dallas, I feel like James is the one you want down there uh, yelling and, uh, you know, yelling Dallas sucks. So James is very excited. We're going with all the GoBirds listeners and then fans of Philly. So nice. I talked to uh, one person last night, uh, Joe, who runs fans of Philly, and said he was on a plane last night that was full of Eagles fans. So nice. it does seem like, once again, there will be a large Eagles contingency uh, on the road. All right, love Great. the takeover. Elliot, safe flight, man. Appreciate you hopping on. Thanks. Yep, sounds good. Talk to you guys.